everybody who I've been spending the, the majority of my time with in my life is in this church. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. So house church goes by, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not finna do no clandestine thing. I'm not going to try to keep her hidden. I'm not going to try to have this relationship on low. She deserves better than that. And I deserve better than that. I ain't got time for, I ain't got time or the energy for that. So I, I came out and confessed, so to speak. Um, I let my Bible talk to you to know what was going on. Confess yeah. what? That you're dating a non-Christian? <laughs> to their eyes, yes. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody who's not a member of the church. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't overreact to it. He's all right, cool, cool. But, you know, you know, we're going to have to have a talk with our uh, singles ministry leader. I'm like, all right, cool. Because I, I, I figured this was coming. So we go over to say single ministry leader's house. Um, I think that Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday night. This is a couple of days before Thanksgiving. So he sits me down. And he, when I say he lays into me, like he's not the rah-rah really like super intense type, you know, he's a lot calmer than even I am on this. But he basically says to me that I'm weak spiritually, that I have weak convictions, that I just want to do what I want to do, that I was undermining what the sisters were doing with um, with the Bible studies. And what, he, what I'm about to say, this is exactly what he said verbatim. He said to me, you can do what you want, but you can't do it here. So I I tell him, uh, hey, I'm going to pray about it because I don't want to make a snap judgment. But in reality, I already knew what I was going to do. I had already I had already run through this scenario in my head even before our pseudo breakup. Right. I had gone through the scenario a gajillion times in my head and figured out, hey, if, it, if this is where it goes, this is what I'm going to do. And that was my last official day being, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself because maybe a couple of days, maybe a little bit later, I asked him via text, if I leave, is this me being disfellowshipped? Because I'm, go- I'm going to still make this move regardless, but what I'm having to, I'm a little, make a little joke here. I'm having to count the cost of my decision. So because if you're disfellowship, you know what that means, right? You know, you got to, everybody's told to not have anything to do with you. Everybody who I've been spending the, the majority of my time with in my life is in this church. They're my family outside of my blood. I still got a good relationship with my blood family. You know, it, it didn't get so bad that I was estranged from any of them. Might've caused a little conflict here and there, but nothing, nothing huge. Nobody mentions I see was seated me. Nobody throws anything like that in my face. But yes, this is my family outside of my blood family. And I'm having to weigh whether or not I'm going to be cut off from them. And if my you roommates, are, if you're if you're disfellowshipped, then that would mean that they were not allowed to speak with you. Exactly. And I got two roommates 
you know, in hindsight, I really shouldn't have been too worried about that because I mean, I mean, they, they, they were always cool with me. Those are some of my best friends there too, but I'm like my name on the lease. What am I, what am I worried about? They ain't kicking me out. Um, but I'm having to weigh whether or not my roommates are going to be um, encouraged to leave the household. But he tells me that because it's my choice to leave, it's not a disfellowshipping. So that makes it this decision easier. I still would have made the same decision because I'm like, this is, she's the one. Now, this, y'all, just so y'all understand, this is not me just being lonely because I ain't dated nobody since 2002. This is not me being, this is not me being lonely because everybody who I've pursued in between then and now just didn't work out. This was not that. Before she came along, it really was, yeah, I don't really know who I like right now. And I'm just kind of living my life. I We both strongly felt like we, the other person was the one. I'm not making this decision if I don't feel like she's it. Now, I get it. I get it. Yeah. If, if if I can if I can add to your explanation, um, one of my favorite rappers, Common, has a line where he says, um, "It doesn't take a whole day to recognize sunshine." Sunshine, yep. And this there is what go. it is. This is uh-huh. what it is. I get yep. that. So, I, so well, so that was that was it. Once he told me, and again, I would I would make the decision anyway, but this made it a whole lot easier. That it, it was not a disfellowshipping. I wasn't going to be cut off from the from everybody I knew. Cool deuces i'm out bye oh man this was all right so so now we have that chapter right Mm -hmm. and currently you have a youtube channel uh we mentioned it earlier uh last principles in which you talk extensively about your experience with the icoc Right. Um, you've appeared on other podcasts uh talking about your time with the icoc including uh, one called Losing My Religion. Right. And and now you're on the reclamation with us. So clearly you're not shy about talking about this topic and how it pertains to you, right? Has that yeah. always been the case? Or was it a process for you to talk about this stuff? I would say a process is not that I was shy about talking about it. I just didn't talk about it. Like it just wasn't something that came up. I didn't really feel the need to talk about it. And then one day I came across, you know, losing my religion slash ICOC shenanigans and every video she dropped, I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's true. So like I'm relating to every single thing she's, she talks about, even if it wasn't something I personally experienced, it was something I was close enough to where I could confirm it. And then I find out I have a cousin uh, who just married into the family maybe about three years ago or so. I find out he's ex-ICOC. So right around the time that I start that I found um, losing my religious channel, I find uh, I forget how I found out, but I'm like, whoa, you was in there too? So I invited him over for, for football and pizza one day. He, I'm, a, I'm a Falcons fan. He's a Panthers fan. So we both fans of, you know, lackluster teams. <laughs> so the Falcons were playing the Panthers that day. I was like, hey, man, come, come on over, you know. So we we, we swapping war stories and whatnot. So that just kind of became, that kind of began, you know, me going back through and processing all of this. Like, yeah, this is validating this thing I went through. So I joined the XICOC group. 
you know, sharing stories in there, hearing other people's stories, hearing how other people's stories were worse than mine, like hearing how this one thing that I knew about, that I only knew about the, the tip of the iceberg on it, you know, then, uh, you know, I was like, wow, this is, this is worse than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Worse than already, I thought. I already knew I wasn't going back, but now even more so. Yeah. So that, and then, you know, being on a, being on a few, you know, a few podcasts here and there and meeting you, hearing your story and like hearing and just hearing how we overlapped in some ways. You, you know, you start, you started before I did, you left shortly after I came in and just valid, validating all, validating all of that. And I'm just like, you know what, this was the right move and I should have made it before. You know, we, um, uh, again, this is not the first time you and I are speaking. We've spoken okay. a few times already. And one of the questions I asked was, if you had not, if it had not been for your current wife and you, you know, pursuing a relationship outside of the ICOC, do you think you would have still been there? Right? Because it seems as if that's what pulled you out or was the catalyst. Or, yeah, the, yeah. or the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Do you think yeah. you would have still been there if not for, for, for that relationship? There is a high possibility that I would still be there because I had no, I had no plans of leaving at the time. And I was not seeing, again, I was not seeing the red flags for what they should have been. I was not seeing them as they were. I might still be... Um, trying to study the Bible with people. I might still be um, under this thing and under that thing. You know, like the stuff that I see now, the control, the, I don't know if hubris hubris is the right word, but, you know, thinking we're the only church, um, all of that. I wasn't thinking about it in the sense of, oh, this is wrong. I I don't need to be a part of this. But now that I'm out of the fog, now that I've, you know, flew away from the elephant, so to speak, and realized what it was. Oh, yeah, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, man. You, you know, I, I see the growth in you, and from the last conversation we had, when I asked you that question, you said yes that you would still be there, and and now here we are, a few months later. Um, you you've graduated, not graduated. You you've come to a yeah, there's a strong chance. Yeah. Like it's almost as if you're you're seeing it clearer. I, I I'm not too sure, but let me. And there's two things I want to just ask you, if you could tell us briefly. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about life after the church, right? Yeah. Just 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 you know, shortly. What's life like after leaving the church for you? Because they tell us once you leave the church, they tell us that life is going to be bad. <laughs> So my question to you is, mm. how, my question to you is, how bad is your life? Not bad at all. Um, you know, I, you know, some people leave the ICOC and they go in a completely other direction. I'm not knocking that, but I still believe, I still consider myself a believer. I still consider myself a Christian. Um, you know, sin has not like, come into my life and like just taking me over and things like that. I'll be honest. The only thing I would say that has 
um, really gotten worse is my language, but I blame that more on my kids than anything. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm gonna say this: I I cursed a bit before, you know, being in the ICOC, um, but not, you know, not a whole lot. I, I knew how to turn it off when I needed to, to the point where years after I got baptized in the ICOC, and I would tell my mom that I used to curse, she wouldn't, she didn't believe me, just because I knew how to turn it off. I knew I knew how to not do it around certain people. Um, F bombs, S bombs, whatever that would come in because it's always because somebody didn't stay asleep, either because I couldn't put one to sleep or I couldn't or, or, or he or she didn't stay asleep. Like, you know, and, and, and I'm gonna tell you, it's always because no, I'm a night owl. I stay up past past midnight on the regular. When you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this has happened to you being a father. The mo- Somewhere between the moment I decide I, I want to go to sleep and when I actually get into bed, anywhere in that zone, it's fair game for him to wake up or, her to, or, or you know, either one of them to wake up. I got a five-year-old, a two-year-old. Same thing happened with both of them. When you decide you want to go to sleep, it creates a disturbance in the force and your kid feels it. I say that jokingly, but it's happened too many times for it to be otherwise. And that's and that that's what elicits such a response from me. Of course, I don't say it out loud to where they can hear it, but either under my breath or loud, but they can't hear it because they're in the room. Other than that, like, you know, sin, sin has not been like as, as not, they as, yeah. And you see the reason you, for the audience, uh Myron, tell me if I'm wrong, but the reason you bring up the word sin is because when you're in the ICOC, they believe yes. they believe that you leave because you want to pursue sin, right? And it's like, I wasn't nah. trying to go do, nah, no. like, nah. I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, when I left the ICOC in 2004, yo, let me tell you something, B. I told you there were people dating people outside the church, right? Right, bro. There were people who were getting married in the church. Right? Uh-huh. There were people who were getting, who were doing all types of sexual stuff in mm-hmm. the church, things that were not allowed prior to, and they were doing all these things, and and it was just, it was just regular. And then yeah. I thought to myself, the reason I left was, I was like, well, if everybody's doing this, I could do bad all by myself. Yeah, there you go, there you go, and and, and that was it. And I just, I just, you know, I I decided to just venture out on my own. But I'm glad you mentioned the sin part because they think that when you, when you leave, you want to go pursue sin or that you're you're unrighteous or that you're 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 a bad person. But it's like, nah. Sometimes it's just time to go. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. You know, be like Finn and leave the Empire. You know, be like who? Finn, Finn from the 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 Star Wars. Damn, my bad. Dude. You know, you know, you're good. You're good. I I I, I should have. I know. Not not everybody likes the the sequel trilogy. I get it. No, it's, it's not, not that. It's not that. I just don't remember <laughs> characters' names like yeah, that. I, I like I peeped you, I it. You. I watched yeah. it, but I'm not keeping up with nobody's name. I'm sorry. You were going to say something? No, I was just going to say. So back to the the sin thing, right? I could see how some people could think that because we're free from. You know, I, I say this a lot in the um, in the ex disciples group. How we were taught to struggle, right? We were taught to see. We were taught to have a problem with things we normally wouldn't have had a, had a problem with. Um, 
brief example before I get into my main point, you know, the side hug thing. I come from a hugging family, bro. Like I, I never gave a thought to struggling with my purity, giving someone a full on embrace, men or women. That never crossed my mind, still doesn't cross my mind to this day that we were taught to struggle with that. We were taught, oh, you got to give a side hug for purity, blah, blah, blah. So same, so same thing with, you know, things visually, right? So there, today, me and my wife could be walking down the street. We could see a woman with a nice booty. She'll even say to me, I wish I had her booty. And I'd be like, <laughs> girl, and, I'd be, and I'd be like, girl, I like yours better. <laughs> and we both will keep and we both will move on about our day. There we go. You can't do you can't do that in the ICOC. We're we're you know, we can't even mention it. We can't like we would you try to you try to cover your eyes. I know, I know those of y'all at home not gonna see me covering my eyes right now, but that's what you you, you gotta do that because you're taught that you're supposed to struggle when you see that instead of hey, there's a nice figure, I acknowledge it. Okay, cool. I'm going, I'm I'm, a, I'm moving about my day. That's it. But we're taught to struggle with that. So I would say that to say, so we mentioned me being a salsa dancer, a salsa instructor. There were some times back then where like, so I like taking pictures of everybody that I hang with, right? I was always the one taking pictures everywhere I went. And there would be times where I might take a picture with people in that scene. Because, you know, if you're dancing salsa, not everybody is dressed conservatively, Right. And I would get discipled from time to time for being in pictures with scantily clad women. I'm, you know, you got to be above reproach. You got to be not a hint of sexual immorality, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, it's pictures, bro. Or my pictures are making people struggle. That. And I could see someone saying that I have, uh, no one's come to me about this. You know, I, I still got people in the, in, in, the, in the organization that I'm cool with. I could see somebody wondering even if they haven't said it to my face, if if I'm struggling because, you know, I cosplay too, right? A lot of these characters are drawn not conservatively. Therefore, a lot of people that I hang with, a lot of people that I'm taking pictures of are in those costumes. Now, it's, it, luckily, I was only two years into that hobby at the time that I left. So the times that I was there in, in the hobby, I'd only been to two conventions. So maybe it wasn't on the radar enough for people to say anything to me about, but like the, the, the depth that I'm in it now, I couldn't do it and be an ICOC at the same time. People, I'm, I could, I can imagine someone being like, Oh, well, there's so much debauchery and sin and everything at these, at these comic conventions. Aren't you in sin there? Aren't you struggling? I'm like, no, I ain't struggling. I'm cool. I'm geeking out. I'm I'm seeing comic book characters come to life. I'm having the time of my life right now. I ain't struggle. So I could see how someone could say that my life has gotten worse. I could see I could see how someone could say that you've gotten into more sin when really I'm just not even worried about the things that you think I'm about to fall into. It sounds like you're free. Yeah. Freedom. It sounds like you're free, man. Yeah, yeah man. So, so my, my, my last question to you is um what do you want the listeners to understand about your story and the stories of others? I would want them to understand that you're not alone. You're not crazy. You're not, um, you're not lost. You're not, um, a lot of the things they would try, it's, it's okay to be hurt. You know, that's, a, I think, hurt and bitterness was weaponized in the ICOC. 
Indeed it was. If you if you did something to me right now to make me feel extremely hurt, there would be more pressure on me to forgive you than there would be on you to actually repent of what you did to me. That's probably happening somewhere right now in the ICOC world. Right now. And you would you you know someone could hurt you someone could actually do a, a sin that's listed in the bible to you but don't don't dare not forgive them immediately you know yes the bible calls us to forgive but it doesn't say anything about how long it takes to process what happened to you and so to to that end if you're bitter so what be bitter for as long as you need to be be hurt for as long as you need to be process it for as long as you need to need to Talk about it. Bring, uh, you know, do what you got to do to be okay. Be be not okay for as long as you need to be, but do what you got to do to be okay on your on your time on your terms. Um, you're not. Um, don't 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 let people throw. Oh, you're just church hurt. We're talking about people who've been legitimately traumatized. That's that's a little bit more than church hurt. We're not talking about somebody who didn't get the the uh, the leadership level they wanted. We didn't talk. We ain't talking about the person who didn't get to sing the, the solo that that Sunday. That's that's church hurt. We talking about legit trauma for some people. Even if even if I don't even if I myself don't feel traumatized, I know enough to know that that is a legit thing. So yeah, if you're listening and that and this is you know you you got a story similar to mine, worse than mine, milder than mine. Just you you. I want you to feel heard. I want you to feel seen. I want you to feel validated. I want you to feel that, you know what? I'm not crazy for feeling this way. I'm not weak for having been involved in this because they don't, they don't want weak people. They want strong people. Even if you're not leadership material, they want people, they, I'm losing my words here, but it's like, that stigma that comes along with having been in a cult or having been in a high control group or whatever, they think we're stupid. They think we're weak. They, they think we're gullible. We are none of that. If you're listening to this, you are none of that because people, even the smartest person can get manipulated. Even the smartest person can get led astray you know, you, you, you'll have things that they'll, they'll, they can pick on little things that they get you in. And it's, it, it may not necessarily be targeted. Like for, like for me, I was 17. Okay. Okay. Maybe that part was targeted. You know, that, you know, this, they're known for going after people in the campus ministries. Right. But they had, they would have had no idea that I was wondering what the truth is that I was wondering what branch of Christianity is right, what branch of, you know, what religion is right. So that probably, so when I heard this is the only church, that's probably why I didn't see that as a red flag because I had been wondering what's which which one of these many branches of religion is the right thing. That, that might be why I didn't see it as a red flag back then. You know, I was, nobody knew that I was feeling guilty about getting baptized at nine and still wondering if I need to go down to the altar again. Nobody would have known that. So I was vulnerable. They did catch me when I was vulnerable, but they would have, they wouldn't have had any way of knowing why I was vulnerable. 
Myron, man, all that was well said and well received. And and I, I really I really I really hope the audience um I hope that resonates with the audience. I think it will. I think it lends to this narrative that we're creating. Not a narrative that we're creating, but this collection of voices that we're creating. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really a narrative we're pushing through because it's there. Like we're not making mm-hmm. these stories up. It's already there. We're, we're just we're, yeah. we're just telling our side of the events and how they happen. And it just there so happens that all of our sides correlate with each other. Yeah, we we, we are corroborate, corroborating. Is that the word? Corroborating each other's stories. One hundred percent. Without without even knowing each other. Like, dude, there's so many. We had a role play. We had and a we role played play it perfectly. And and Perfectly. and I'm and I'm sure there was somebody who was listening who was playing along with the role play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're like, we got it spot on. So I don't, no, that was not, a rehearse, y'all. Yes, nah. we talk, yes, we talk outside of this. <laughs> but he he sprung that on me. I had no idea that was happening. That was impromptu. That was impromptu, that was the, baby. We that, out that here. Was, that was that was whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it I, anyway? Oh man, listen, this was. Uh, you know, the word cult is used and people disagree with the word cult. And when I left, I didn't leave because it was a cult. I didn't leave because I thought it was a cult. As a matter of fact, when I leave, I didn't think it was a cult. Yeah. I just thought it was time to go. It wasn't until yeah. it wasn't until like years later that I was like, oh boy, maybe it is. Um, yeah. I don't know. And and now I'm at the stage where I'm like, it definitely was. But I know not everybody feels that way. Not everybody yeah. feels that way, but it's a process, you know? Process. What, 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 more, what more can I say? Mm. Anyhow, so Myron, man, thank you very much for this, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for all you're doing. Yeah, yeah, here doing the Lord's work. You know? <laughs> That's yeah. what they say. That's what they say. Helping, helping the healing. Next time on The Reclamation. All right, with us today, we have the renowned Australian poet, Daniela Rochford, who has spent time with the Jehovah Witness organization. And we have her here with us today to to share her thoughts and her experiences because we wanted to see if, 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 these, if these organizations were similar or if these experiences were similar. The Watchtower magazine, I seem to think, has more predominance in the organization than the Bible does. 